This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Showtime. You heard it there first. It's showtime, everybody. Welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour, another wonderful episode. We have so much in store for you today. I'll start out with my lovely co-host once again. I've got Becca Kufrin joining me in the Bachelor Happy Hour studio today. Becca, how are you? I'm great. I feel like I can't even talk right now because I'm smiling <laughs> so hard because our uh, wonderful guest today is just on point, keeping me keeping me laughing. Yeah, well, go ahead. Tell them who our wonderful guest is that has a smile on our face already. Well, let me tell you, this is actually my first time ever meeting him, and I I think I'm fangirling a little bit. But we have... I'm fangirling over you. We have... That's so beautiful. (laughs) Can anyone tell by his voice who this is? Uh, Jack. Jack the Ripper. We We have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Neil Lane. I feel like we have... We need a full audience applause for this one. Well, Well, thank you. 
no, this is this is gonna be great if you haven't if you haven't learned already. Now I know you've seen him standing there with the rings, meeting the men, but what you don't really get to know is the Bachelorettes never really get to meet Neil Lane. Never. And neither do you guys. So you're gonna meet him today. You're gonna learn all about the beautiful rings that you see gracing our hands, but also learn about the man who makes these rings. The beautiful personality. Yes, we're excited to learn more about you and your story and how you became one of the most celebrated and respected jewelers, I might add, in the world. Mm-hmm. Neil Lane, you guys. Neil Lane. Neil Lane. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's <laughs> the man Friday. Uh, uh, I'm on my drug of choice, which is Claritin <laughs> and Flonase. Uh, so and sparkling water. I'm giggling. I, I haven't seen Becker, I think, probably ever. I'm looking at her amazing, beautiful ring. I'm... <laughs> He's blinded by the He's by so the sparkle. It's Rachel. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna believe it, Rachel. I was in the bathroom. The reason I took a long time in the bathroom, I had to call Courtney, my assistant. Like, they asked some question. Who's my favorite? Who's the people that got married? They have two babies now. Who are they? Becca. Isn't it Garrett? She said no. It's 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 uh, the Ari. I said no, no. It's not the Ari. It's it's and no, it's Garrett. Yes, it's Garrett. So like. So when you well, put Garrett a, and I don't have babies, so I don't well, know where that came from. Well, that was the Lauren thing. So that was Neil, like, look at your talking points. Oh, okay. <laughs> Style your wedding. So, uh, so well, thank, like, thank you for having me. We are, we thank are you for being here. Is, is this supposed to be funny? Yes. You are giving you us... It's just be yourself. Be, it's yes. great. You're giving us all the Friday feels right now. I know how beautiful <laughs> she is, but I haven't seen you. And she's stunning. Oh, cool. yeah. You're making me blush, Neil. No, you're oh. really, really stunning. You know, I... Oh, I don't know what voice to use. The, we'll the male voice. Uh, I don't know what's coming out. I'm breathing. It's like not easy to breathe. Uh. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll start out asking you pointed questions first. I think what a lot of people want to know, a lot of people want to know, how did you get involved with the show? Because from, from, from since we've been watching it, we've only seen you. So how did you get involved and start this relationship off with the Bachelor franchise? We know everything's a saga with me, like the Bible. It's like five books of Moses, five books of Neil, five books of, uh, you know, uh, whatever her name is. How many books of Neil Lane are there? Okay, gazillions, gazillions. (laughs) um, Let's start with chapter one. Chapter one, chapter one. So here I am in Hollywood doing my thing, doing rings and blings, and I get this call from um, um, (laughs) (laughs) a... I wasn't ready for rings and blades. <laughs> How did I get started on the show? So it's really interesting because I, I didn't I, I didn't want to do this show because why didn't I? Because I didn't know what this show was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what they wanted. I didn't know why I would do this. I just didn't know. And so they called a few times and said, hey, do you want to be involved in this show called The Bachelor? And well, what up? Well, you go travel, ring, bling, and thing. And oh, um, mm, well, I don't know. Nah, I appreciate it, but n- no. And I don't like the third time is a charm. And so they called and, uh, and they said, you know, um, bum, 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 bum. And one of my assistants, they did Michael or Sally, she said, you know, it's a really popular show. You, you would have fun. So I said, Okay, let's do it. You and were just playing hard to get, weren't you? What? You were playing no, hard to I get. No, I wasn't playing hard to do because uh, hard to get because I, I didn't know what I was what they wanted or what I was giving or yeah. what I was getting. I had no idea. And so in fact, I had no idea 
is that they said, well, we'd like you to, this is the first one, I think like 10, 12 years ago, I'm not sure, maybe 10, 11. And they said, okay, we'd like you to go to New Zealand. New Zealand, I said? Oh, no, 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 I'm opening up a store. I'm going to be jet-lagged. I can't. I can't go to New Zealand. You know, they're a real prima donna. I, I, no. And it wasn't that. It was, I don't know, New Zealand's like a zillion miles away. If flying, I'd be, and I'm, the one that wanted me to come back was the day I was having my store opening. And I said, oh, no, I, I can't. I'll be, I'll be all jet-lagged. Oh, no, I, I can't go. And a friend of mine, Paul, heard me saying that. And his girlfriend, Emily, always wanted to go to New Zealand. And she said, can we go instead? Well, there I was, call up the phone. <laughs> Can someone else go instead of me? They said, yeah, but they won't have first-class tickets, but <laughs> two coach <laughs> tickets. <laughs> they said, great. Okay, what do I do? Well, I gave them a ring. I gave them a little ring. Just and, one? Uh, yes. It, it, oh. At that time, it was just one. Okay. So this career, this Neil Lane, this developed. It wasn't like that, you know, mm. at, in the beginning. It was like, I, I wasn't that suave, you know, uh, <laughs> or sophisticated. Um, and I didn't know who it was going to be. But anyway, they went to New Zealand. I was opening in my store. I had an opening and it was kind of glamorous and it was all nerve wracking. And Emily and Paul came back and I remember saying to Emily, what happened? And she said, well, I got a little black dress. I put the ring on a, on a, on a black pad they had uh, black curtains, and they opened up these drapes, and I walked out, and I presented the ring, and I left. And I said, oh, is that what all happened? Yeah. Okay, great. That's all she had to do for a free trip to New Zealand? <laughs> well. Well, dang. still, right? Yeah, like, can we, can we come back? Back? <laughs> do this? <laughs> what, do you remember what season that was? Or who it was? Jason Mesnick? Jason Mesnick, was it? Well, that's a hell of a season to start off with. Do you remember what happened in that one? Uh, he, no. Um, because <laughs> I, well, you know, just to un, un, really un, go back, the reason I didn't do it at first is I don't watch TV. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I don't watch TV. I, I, I'm like, okay, you're going to get the first to know who I am today because I don't really show it or share it. I work a lot, not just in jewels, in my artwork, in my studio, I'm just, I've been a little creative guy since little guy, and I don't know how to stop. And sometimes I do watch Wheel of Fortune, and I watch Jeopardy, or Jeopardy first, and it's mostly in the summer because it's kind of fun to come home and eat something, open the doors and windows, and put my feet up on a whatever they'll put them up on. I'm joining next summer. And uh, so I do watch well, I didn't then. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. You know, I'm a rambler. The, the Claritin and the Flonase, they we make you nuts. We love it. Don't worry. Well, we'll I don't know. If, we'll I don't know if I can back. share we'll that, but what back. the girls are. Oh, yeah. It's Bachelor Happy Hour. We drink. Oh, I didn't know it was Happy Hour. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I ramble a lot. You can cut and slice and dice like okay. I do because my five hours of filming with the guys goes down to like one second, so I'm used to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do work my Wait, but, well, you're with the guys for five hours? Well, I'm also from Brooklyn, so I exaggerate. Okay, uh, okay, okay. But it's, it, it's hours, you know, it's, it's hours. They're stopping and going. There's emotions that you want to get from the guy. Sure. I mean, I remember Brian, you know, when we were in Spain together. Yes. Oh, my God, did I have to keep on pulling and pulling? And No, he was really great. No, he was enthusiastic. He was very, I remember, you know, meeting him in the room, and it was, uh, he was, I think he had a white shirt on as well. He was like, wear white. But everyone, I really guys wear shorts. Shorts, shorts and white, you know. They make me, well, they don't make me. This is who I am with a suit. Oh, my God, I'm rambling. <laughs> well, listen. Is it funny? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I want to, okay, so you talked a little bit about, about Brian. I 
this is my first time meeting you, but you've met Garrett, and Garrett raves about you. He, I think that was the most exciting point when we were in the Maldives was him meeting you. I think he invited you out to his tomato farm. He did. In California to go. He's still waiting for you to come. But you know, I, I, the, the Aquarius thing, I don't want to use an excuse. I, I don't know how to use my phone. I don't have contacts. I would. I would text him every day if I knew him, his number. I, I lose it. I, I, I'm struggling in the bathroom. Someone just texted me from the Alabama Museum for something I'm loaning. I, oh, what number well, Neil, was she on? I'm going to get your number after this. Please, Karen and I will call you. If you call me, it's so much better. Yeah. And once you're on my chain, like the food chain, I know who you are. <laughs> We're going to get you on in, into well, the I'm tomato take, fields. I'd give anything to see you out. Instead of picking rings, you're picking tomatoes. I would give anything out sure. to see you That's, out there oh. in your hat and oh. your sack and his boots out there picking it, picking the tomatoes. <laughs> I, I had tomatoes for breakfast. <laughs> they were probably aunt. from Garrett's dad's farm. <laughs> <laughs> they were yellow ones. So, the first time you were with this show, you yes. didn't come to the proposal. Yes. But we have thereafter seen you at numerous proposals. What has been your favorite place to go to? Well, can I just. Uh, can I say that, babe? Yeah. Um, uh, I had no idea of the show. And so it aired mm-hmm. in Hollywood time and real time, which mm-hmm. is fake time and you know all the other time that we put together. So I think it was like three months later or two months later. I didn't realize the show was airing. And then it aired. And it was incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was incredible, the exposure, how many people called, emailed, wanting to ring stories, you know, and were overwhelmed, totally overwhelmed. Like, wow, what's this all about? So I said to them, hmm, you can do this again? You're going to go. <laughs> so the next time I went, I went to Hawaii. But again, I wasn't fully immersed in the energetic system of what The Bachelor was about. Mm-hmm. So I flew there one night. Someone met me, I walked on the beach, I got up in the morning and did my thing, and left. I didn't really stay. I'm sorry, the question was? <laughs> <laughs> What's been your favorite place? Because we've seen you at a number of proposals. What's oh, been your favorite location that you've been to? Because you've, oh, you know, you've been I'm all over. I, I'm, you're not going to believe this. You're going to think that I'm, I'm, I'm taking you and you back. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> 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 That's twice now. We're gonna keep a count. We're gonna keep a count. He's gonna forget your names you with the number of bands that you, you got. Know how nervous I am! I know you know who I am. I think I this know, is hilarious. I, I, I think this purpose. is hilarious. I'm doing it perfectly. The next time you ask me, I'm saying a different name though. Yeah. The next time you forget her name, she's getting another band. Okay. Oh, fair okay. Enough. Fair enough. I already know the which no. one I want to. Uh, <laughs> it's like you know the one that in your family, you like you say everything to them, and the, but you know, so the stranger, you know, so. My favorite place. What I was going to say, Rachel and Becca, and it's not, it's the truth. The two locations that I did your proposals were my favorite locations. Oh, hell yeah. High five. No, whoop, whoop. I wanted, the Maldives was my dream oh. location. So th- the fact that you went there after, amazing. See, I, obviously we have no idea where we're going, so it was a complete surprise. I, I thought I was going to freak out because you're stuck on this little island, but... It's very romantic. It was, I think, the perfect place. Mm-hmm. How long did you stay there? Uh, 17 years. 
uh, because oh. because they knew I'd be jet lagged, so uh-huh. the traveling <laughs> that was forty nine hours or forty nine days in the desert or something like that. I landed with Moses, <laughs> and then I, I don't know how many they flights. Part of the Red Sea. Yeah, so I, I, was, I, was, I was definitely in the Middle East. We flew to uh, I don't know Dubai, and I slept in the airport, and they got a nine o'clock flight and flew someplace else, and had a layover for thirty seven thousand years. It's like five different and flights then I took to get a boat. there. But do you travel by yourself? Because I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the funniest part about everything. People ask you to travel by yourself. Yes, I could bring an assistant, but but I do have to. It's very funny. I need so much time alone to figure it all out to get my act together. I don't want to have to worry about if Courtney or Michael or Sally. Did you go to the bathroom? Did, did you eat? Are you are you good? Because I don't want to worry about them. Mm-hmm. I just want to worry about me. So who and you but, travel? Is that a bad bring? thing to say? No. Yeah, you, when you travel, no, no. When you travel, are you bringing the rings by yourself, or are they already there? Ooh, don't you need a security baby, team? Baby, baby. I can't say. I can't oh, do. Oh, you okay. got to watch the show to find. People are going to be. People are now going to be scouting for him in the airport to be like, where the, where's the goods? You got insurance though. Yeah, but you know the, 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 the fact is the rings get there. Okay, okay, I just what they care about, about is how I get there. They know the rings are going to get well, there. Well, I'm concerned now as to how you get there. Yeah, you better call me now and then. How you doing, friend? You I'm good? Checking. Did you make you it good? okay, Neil? You know that I'm Rachel. Remember Rachel? Remember Spain? Remember Brian? Tall, good-looking, thin guy. <laughs> you remember him? White teeth. Remember him? You know, you know me. You remember? You got two rings, things, bling. <laughs> Yeah, it's Rachel. I remember Rachel. Oh, but anyway, Spain was my favorite. You know why? Why? Because I'm going to reveal today, no one knows that I'm a serious artist. Oh. So I've been painting and drawing for my whole life. And actually, I did my first exhibition in 30 years this weekend at a gallery, Sarah Gavlak Gallery, downtown L.A., in a group show. Wow. And uh, so when I went there, I went to see the... Uh, you see, I can't even remember the museum, the Guggenheim Museum at Bilbao. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so to be able to combine working and seeing this all the amazing art was fantastic. Now, Becca, that's your name. Uh, <laughs> Don't days, wear it out. One doesn't really know how much I love the mystery of bats. Mm-hmm. The mystery of bats. I oh, know it's kind of scary. massive there. But they had the most giant Mm-hmm. Beautiful bats in the world. I've, that's, that sounds like an oxymoron. They get it's close an oxymoron, to you, too. but they bats. were flapping. And I, when I was on my bicycle, I could see them. Like, oh my god, they're that. They're like giant. Like, I think they were <laughs> Rachel's three, face three, right now. <laughs> they were three or four, a hundred feet wide. So it no. was bat. You saw Batman. <clears throat> I saw Batman, and I filmed them, <laughs> and I have it on my video to film it. And it was one of the most relaxing trips. Fabulous mm-hmm. because it's so the remote. people were amazing. It was remote. I had my own little room. I jumped mm-hmm. in the water naked. The sharks were coming Ooh. around looking at who? Nah, uh-uh. not for you, babe. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 oh my God, is this supposed to be revealing? <laughs> we're getting the exclusive so today. <laughs> no one is going to look at you the same. When, when you come out there, give them your bachelor voice. Um, uh, hey, Brian, nice to meet you. Are, are you ready? It's a big day, isn't it? Um, yep. Uh, I've got six rings here for you. We're going to decide. I'll help you along the way. Uh, we're going to do it. Nobody's going to look at you the same way. They're going to hear this back and be like, these are two totally different people. 
with the holiday seasons coming up, you're probably thinking, man, I need to go to the grocery store and pick out all the ingredients I need to make that great holiday meal. Or you can be like me and order it on an app. Because if you're like me and you can't stand to go to the grocery store just to take that time wandering from aisle to aisle, you just want to be efficient, you got to use DoorDash. DoorDash is super easy. All you do is open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food is delivered right to you wherever you are, right to your front door. I use it all the time. What's my favorite thing to order on DoorDash? Everything. Probably my favorite thing is wings, though, when I'm watching sports. It's Saturday college football day, maybe Sunday professional football. I don't even have to leave the couch except to go to the door to pick up the DoorDash that I ordered. DoorDash is available in all 50 states and even Canada. So there are more than 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities available on DoorDash. So you really have no excuse. You can get every single thing that you want or you can keep it simple. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BACHELOR. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BACHELOR. One more time because I don't want you guys to forget it. That's promo code BACHELOR for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. You're such a, a key piece in this whole these, all these bachelor love stories, right? Because when we walk away, we walk away with a piece of Neil Lane jewelry. Uh, so you're a part of our love story, whether it's an engagement and it moves on to marriage. You're there. So what's your favorite part of these love stories? So that's sweet of you to say, because in the beginning, I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, here I was a guy alone going and meeting people that I didn't really know. I didn't really know the energy of the show. I didn't understand real fake, uh, you know, people say, oh, you do that show that, ba-, you know, like, oh, they don't really love each other. You know, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand what I, what I was doing. And so in the beginning, I just went and I didn't really intermingle so much. So in my room, mm-hmm. n- not because it was antisocial, I just I didn't know how to interact with the crew because everyone was very chummy. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really relax and meet the people and. I, I felt a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I felt part of it. When I saw the producers, the men and the women producers, mm-hmm. cheering the people that they took care of, the, the women, the guy with a girl, guy with a right. guy, girl. You know, they, they cared about it. They really felt about it. Wow, I was mm-hmm. impressed. And then how a lot of crew people got together. They had their romance. It was a family, mm-hmm. a real family. And, and I don't think the world knew that, or I didn't know it. And when I got part of it, I felt part of a family, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I began to really care about the people, like, like family. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I'm part of someone's happiness. And that, that became important to me. Yeah. Well, I will say— okay. it's beautiful. Oh. It was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Tears over here. I will say, when people think of The Bachelor, of course, Chris Harrison comes to mind, but also I think now it's also Neil Lane. Like, you are just such a face and a man and a presence of the show, and I don't think that will ever go away. So I want to say thank you because you not only made me the most beautiful engagement ring that I could have ever expected or imagined, but just thank you for being with us and helping all of us find our perfect ring with the perfect person. It truly means a lot. It does. I, I, I thank you, Becca. Thank you, Rachel. Um, We're having a, made it a great deal this. of my life. I mean, <laughs> I have a very, very full, rich life in in terms of creativity and people in my lives. Mm-hmm. 
I do. I mean, I just do, and I'm fortunate and blessed that way. But seeing the warm welcome that you're giving me, Rachel, and hugs, and you, you, Becca, really makes me feel that I don't fully understand or understand my 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 role. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. sometimes I feel a little left out. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I I don't know myself. I don't know to be immersed in this beautiful energy, and I want to be. But I'm so sometimes so private. So you're getting to know me, but I I get nervous on the set. Mm -hmm. I do put the Neil Lane you know <laughs> facade like mm -hmm. Showtime, you know. And um, ABC I think likes that. They like the suit. They like the briefcase. They like. I like this side. I like getting to know you. Yeah. The real the real Neil Lane. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, truly, please don't ever feel left out because you are such. You are. I mean. Becca said it best. There's Chris Harrison and there's you. You don't understand. It's almost like what you are what makes it official for totally. us. Totally. One thousand percent. Yeah. If there wasn't a Neil Lane aspect to the show, I don't think it would be the same bachelor um, that I grew up watching. Oh, that's very sweet of you. That I again I embrace it. I feel part of this bachelor nation, which I, mm -hmm, I, I mm -hmm. didn't even know the word a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I I you know that someone sent me a, a giphy? A gif, is that what a it's gif. They have me in a giphy on a bus yeah. with all the bat. I have no clue. They sent it to me last night. Well, where'd you get that? I thought he made me. I said, no, you, you're you on a giphy. I'm telling you. you know? I want to look this up now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see what I can find. <laughs> no, it, it was funny. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it, no, oh. but it, I just, it was so funny to see it. And I was thinking, what did he thought? Like, you know, I don't know. How did he do that? How did he manipulate that? <laughs> well, I got to find this now. Look at you high-fiving people in the crowd. Look, oh, did you which side? Which Neil Lane did they get to see? Oh, uh, the, the the between one. The between yeah. one. <laughs> the between one. The between one. The one uh, not on Claritin. See, that right there lets you know how much you're a part of the Bachelor experience. So you were a part of the 15-year reunion special where a group of fans got to experience not just the Bachelorettes, but also got to be a part of the mansion, meet Chris Harrison, and you, because that is how— The whole package. Yeah, so so can I ask you a personal this. question? Well, not a personal question, but how do I get more involved in the dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> Screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what you should do is <laughs> because I love you. I'm struggling. He's, he's coming for Chris I'm, Harrison's I'm, job. No, I, I don't. I don't want Chris Harrison's job. I can't. I have a, a serious question. How do I get more TV time? <laughs> no, it's not I more TV you. time. How do I have? I, 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 how do I more engage with people? I don't know how to do that. I will say I've okay. So when I. I got engaged with Garrett, and I think uh, Neil Lane, your Instagram page, had posted a picture of my ring, and I just went through and scrolled through the comments to see what people were saying, and same with some of the other ones, and I think a lot of guys, for the most part, oh, I don't want to say only, but watch the show because they're girlfriends or and their future fiancés watch the show, and now I think it's like they're go-to of like, oh, I can get my girlfriend this ring. And so I'm reading the comments, not only from girls, but from guys too, like, oh, it looks like I got to like up my game and get a Neil Lane. And so I think I would love to have you be part of the dialogue a little bit more. No, I, I, no it's like I'm sort of stepping out w without the suit. Like I'm starting my own Instagram, not the brand Instagram mm -hmm. called Neil Lane Couture. And I'm thinking maybe that is, maybe that's not even the right thing. Maybe it should be a Neil Lane artist. I'm you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, 
I'm opening up. I want to, all my worlds, I want to come together. Well, let's talk about that because there is so much more that you do. I mean, we you are known for nail lane jewelry, which right. I, we do follow on Instagram. Uh, but there's you you said it earlier as we were talking. You're an artist first, I so am. you have so many different things going on. So, like, let the people know what what all. I, I don't know how to do it. I mean, well, people want to help me, but then they put the thing in front of me. So you know, you have to tell them that you know what you how you design this ring. You have to tell them like you know back this ring or your ring. I mean, it was handmade. I designed it. I sat in the workshop. I see the metal work being done. I see the diamonds. In. And sometimes it's horrible. It doesn't come out the same way and I have to scrap it. And then I have to leave in three, three days. And as we photograph, I, I angst about these rings. Now, this is my personal, personal energetic system mm-hmm. in these rings. I angst about them. I be- think, what does it mean for you to have a three-stone ring? Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that you loved ovals. You know, sometimes I talk to the public and they say, well, do you, kn- you meet the girls before? And I said, I don't, but sometimes I have their energy. Sometimes they came mm-hmm. to the store because they did a date night. So I get a glimpse of a girl. I, I think I met you once before. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I'm talking to Rachel. Um, um, or at a party or... I try to get as much as I can from the producers about you, mm-hmm. yeah. about you, you know, to understand. So that when I'm sitting with the guys, mm-hmm. I feel prepared right. that I can talk about you. And I, I knew you liked the mm-hmm. Oval and what happened with, 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 if I can talk about Ari and you now because it all worked out well, mm-hmm. you're, you know, and it was yeah. painful. But I wanted to still give you the Oval because mm-hmm. you loved Ovals. Well, and I think you bring up a good point. And I will say, so... Being a contestant on The Bachelor, we don't really have a say in in the ring we're going to get. Of course, like during the alone time, you can kind of make hints at what you would potentially want if you were to be the one at the end. But when Rachel and I were bachelorettes, we have much more say. So at least when I was the lead, I was like, okay, I, I love his rings. Of course, they're all gorgeous, but I do like oval. I also, one thing that I really wanted, because I wear my mom's wedding band and it's gold and, you know, it's it's... 30 plus years old. And so I wanted something to match that. So that was my one request on the show was if he's going to create my dream ring, could it be gold? And so we actually have more of a say. And of course I had no idea what it looked like until Garrett opened up the box. So it could have gone any which way. I had no idea. And I will say when I opened or when I didn't physically open it, but when Garrett got down and when he opened it, I was blown away. And so you do take the time and you did listen to what I was requesting and but it's like your baby. It is your pride and it's joy an that goes energy into it. Thing that I want to. I don't want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do because I have to design it. So that's part of what I do. I really want to make you happy, and 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 the guy. I, I I sort of lose myself there. It's not about me anymore. I get a lot of credit after, which is amazing, but for that particular moment, it's really about. Is she going to love the ring? Is he going to love the ring? Is he going to love the ring enough to propose with it? It's a very romantic synergy. When Brian got the pear shape, I mean, he was—he just couldn't take his eyes off it, the pear shape. And he, he, I think what I experience, which you, you may not, I'm experiencing these two guys envisioning their love for you, getting on their knees— Taking this ring, which is magical to them, this is you're their princess, and they're choosing this this ring, which represents this physical little thing, this jewel thing, is representing all their love in their heart, and I'm experiencing that, mm-hmm. and that's 
amazing for me. Yeah. That's amazing for me. It's, it's, like I said, I think they only show three minutes, five minutes. But no, but that's fine. I, uh, but the, the process of with Garrett, he was really full of life. Mm-hmm. I won't talk about Brian. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, but he was really full of life. He's, he was so genuine, so genuine. And, and there was just a sparkle. I can see him grinning the way he grins. Mm-hmm. He's not like a country guy. It takes up his whole face. Well, it takes <laughs> up his whole face. He's, he's the sweetest dude. He's just a sweet, sweet man. And I can see the love in his heart. And I wanted to make sure that he got the ring. So I wanted you to like the ring. And it was like, Wow. And Brian, he was very cool, very cool. You know, it was, it was, it was, the room was dark because we did it inside a room. And it's not dark, so with, with Garrett, it was out in the sun. Uh, Brian's energy was very special. He had a lot of love there. And, and he, 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 I think he was envisioning, you know, proposing with this ring. And you may have said something about a pear shape. So I, was, I did. Okay, you may have. So I, I have all the energetic systems. I, I feel it. I can feel it because, you know, when I show them the ring, they don't really know what a pear shape is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> until I say it, it, that's the pear shape. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can think the oval can be a pear. So it's a magical moment. Uh, it, it, it's divine. It's a magical moment for me, I think, for the gents. Um, and then your moment when, when they propose is magical things. Now your mom had a pear shape ring, right? She did. Because I you remember, remember that. Well, I remember Brian telling me afterwards the story that you had shared with him about your mom having that same ring. So when I grew up in the sixties, not eighteen sixties, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember my mom. Oh, you know, she was cooking and making the chopped meat or chicken soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I could just see that ring, and it was a pear shape. And interesting enough, which I never really shared before, it wasn't a full pear shape. My dad couldn't afford a full pear shape. Mm -hmm. So it was a round diamond, Mm -hmm. which was a a round diamond, and a smaller diamond below it, and the shape of the bezel was a pear. So I I wanted to do a pear shape in homage to my mom and my dad. Uh, And when I started designing for K Jewelers, uh, I wanted to share that with the world. Now I had a bigger platform to take all this aesthetic that I had, all the Hollywood glamour and glitter, and you know, it's not enough to say it, but you, you, you know, I, I, I've designed rings for some of the, the most amazing, sweetest, kindest, glamorous people, movie stars, people, and it's you got to understand. I'm from Brooklyn, <laughs> and not that I'm lower or anything like that, but I worked my way up. I was picking garbage when I was 12 to 15 years old to make, to make some money because my household wouldn't have that much money and mm-hmm. money was always an issue. And I understood antiques a little bit because my father collected some. I used to say, don't touch that. That was like a couple hundred bucks. And so it gave me an idea that something could have a value. And in my neighborhood in the 70s, people were dying. They'd been there like 50 years, and they chucked everything out in the street. And I'd find it. I didn't mean to diverge. Um, and I'd start That's selling great. it to make a living. And so as soon as I made the first 50 bucks, I was free. Point I was saying that I worked myself up until I had some money. I went to Paris. I know it's one of the part of the script, but uh, we should talk about that. But I was studying art my whole life. And so when I started collecting these things, I probably couldn't drive yet. I was 16. So I had a driver's permit. I used to take my dog around 
the neighborhood. She was exhausted. I'd walk all <laughs> over, all over. And then I'd go back at night with a flashlight to collect what I saw. And that was in the winter, but I'd have to put it in the garage. And then when the springtime came in, in New York, I'd do the flea markets. And I started selling these things. I had no idea what I was selling. I was singing and dancing. I was saying <laughs> 20 bucks, 50 bucks. And when I saved enough money, I went to Paris because I dreamt of it. Because I had studied art my whole life, Western art, not like Asian art. So I didn't, I didn't go to Japan. I wanted to go see the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. And so my life changed. Uh, I, I broadened my whole scope. At the point I was making, the last 40 years, the 30, 40 years, I've been filled with amazing things. I've been to castles, to kings and queens, and did, 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 I, I was invited to royal households. I did royal weddings, uh, Middle Eastern weddings. I saw every museum and every art that I could from, from, from the Louvre to up in Haworth in, in, in England, uh, Scotland, everywhere. And I came back with this knowledge. I was living in Brooklyn, and then when I and I was doing my artwork, so I, I exhibited. I was the youngest printmaker in a Brooklyn museum. Um, so, and then when I came to Hollywood, I met these amazing young movie stars. They weren't yet famous, and I was friendly with them, like friends. And I started designing jewelry, and and then when they became famous, where Angelo Jolie came in and got a Brad Pitt engaged band. Uh, I mean, I mean, this, Becca, who are we? But, but, yeah. but, no, but you have to understand. When you say, who are we? You are who you are. You mm -hmm. are we, we. You, you are those. <laughs> no, but you are. Because I've dealt with so, I, I've, I've so many amazing experiences working with Ellen or Ring with Portia. I wanted to share that. I had a lot of stuff to give. And I couldn't just give it from my little store. First, I, wasn't, I didn't have that store that you saw. I had a little counter. When I first came to California, I had a little jewelry counter 10 feet wide. So I wasn't who I am today then. But all this energy and all this knowledge, I wanted to share it. And so I was able to when I did the, the collection for Kay. It was more mass level. I couldn't hand make it, but it's my aesthetic. And I wanted to share. I mean, how many people, like, like Rachel or Becca, how many people get to be in your position? No, but really, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a dream. <laughs> no, but it's got to be a dream yeah, that you, you've yeah. risen and people look at you and mm -hmm. follow you and, and emulate you and think about you and you bring good energy and you're trying to. I see the things that you do and I, mm -hmm. I hear you. I, I know what's happening. And you, you do positive things. And here I have all this amazing stuff to share. And I had this opportunity to share with America, not mm -hmm. just a little, not, not just you know, the people in, in Beverly Hills or Hollywood. I had the opportunity to go to the whole America and then more to the world. And wow. And I would say this whole thing, I want to cry now to be with you. It's just a journey which is freaking amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I feel blessed. And I know people use the word blessings all the time. And it's a good word, but it's a, you have to be careful with that word. You have to understand what it meant and you have to really believe it. And I do believe it. I'm sitting here, you're, you're interviewing me like I'm important. And what's important is the sharing of this love. That's what's really important. And you're giving me the opportunity. 
I'm like I'm getting I'm, the chills right I'm, I, I can't even speak yeah I mean I, I feel like we need to take a break for a second because I first of all give this man more dialogue like he said mm-hmm. in the beginning because he, what you were saying just give me more clarity it's so <laughs> but isn't it but, but Becca like you feel it and I hope you guys that are listening right now can feel everything that Neil is saying because it's totally. so special and it goes so much deeper than just the piece of jewelry that you yeah. guys see on camera I mean you can hear it in his voice I'm watching you so I see it but I can just hear it the passion and the love that you have for what you do, not only for what you do, but to share, like you said, to share it with others. That's something truly special. That takes a very special person. Very hard to share your love. How, so how did you get into this? You described you being an artist, and I want to mm-hmm. get more into that. But we see you as a jeweler. So how did you find your passion for jewelry? So I was always an artist as a little boy, a very creative. I remember my mom... We had a little house in Brooklyn, just a little house in Marine Park, just a little house. And we had a basement. It wasn't finished. We had a, we actually had a, in those days, uh, they had an oil tank. I think it was, a, uh, no, it was coal. It was coal. And they had a coal shooting the side of that. The house was built by the 1920s. And the coal man would come and put coal down a chute. And that would be the heating. And it was just in the basement. So it wasn't finished. So it was a little local lady that used to come. And she used to teach me and my sister arts and crafts, like plaster of Paris, putting it in a dish, and then sticking, like maybe she brought costume jewelry with her, mm-hmm. little things, little things. And those little things started to sparkle. So my mom tells me, when I was a little kid, like six or seven, I've said this before, she would walk me, as you walk a little kid, you know, in the park. We had a park not too far away. And when I came back from these walks, she'd have to empty out my pockets. They were filled with all this colored glass. And... I, I don't remember that, but she didn't. And I think at early age, I was interested in sparkle. I didn't understand it, but mm-hmm. it's just sparkle. And I was drawing and painting. I, mean, I was six years old. But then in high school, I started painting and drawing and studied art at the Art Students League in Paris. And, but I, I found antique jewelry. It was something, I was in a small shop in Paris, not the fancy place where all the big shops are, like in the Place Vendôme, but the side streets, small little streets, that had little antique jewelry shops, little vignettes, stores that weren't as big as, as big as this room, little tiny rooms, but elegant. And they had jewels in the window, and I'd stick my face in the window, and I'd never seen stuff like that. And I was just, wow, enthralled. It was amazing. And then I, I couldn't afford anything. I mean, I had like, you know, $4,000 to last me a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was staying in a garret for 30, a garret, that's funny, <laughs> yeah. 30 bucks, that you know, 30 bucks, 20 bucks a night, you know, mm-hmm. seven floors up, you hit your head in the dormer windows because it's a short window, it's in their attic, you know, I don't know how many times I hit my head. But I was in heaven. Here I was in Paris learning and soaking up these things, I'm getting off track. So I started buying antique jewelry and looking mm-hmm. at it. And I learned about it and learned about it. And I loved it as well. I really loved it. So I was combining my art, my, my antiquing, my flea marketing. And then, I don't know, my art wasn't, I, I was so passionate about all the other stuff that I moved to L.A. to open up a little stand, a little stand in a little antique center. And I had no idea where L.A. was, really. I'd only been there, like, once like maybe uh, two months before that, and happy to get out of it. I seen all the tourist <laughs> stuff, you know, uh, Beverly Hills, all the movie stars. Like I took the bus thing, just like everyone else comes to Beverly yeah. Hills. I took that bus tour, you know, Star's House. I went to Palm Springs. I went to Vegas. I did everything that people do as a tourist. And I said, okay, had enough. But I don't need to come back. Mm-hmm. And um, and just a few months later, someone that knew me said, you know, they're building an antique center in Los Angeles. You would be 
do well. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I flew out, flew out. At the time, I smoked cigarettes. And I smoked about 50,000 packs walking around the street. What should I do? What should I do? Should I move? Should I move? Oh, what should I do? I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? And the building was being built on Beverly Boulevard and Robinson Boulevard. I didn't know where it was. It was going to be an antique center. I called my mother. I said, Ma, I'm moving to L.A. She said, oh, no, don't go, son. Don't go. I'm going, Mom. And then two months, I, was, I had a steamer trunk, a little bag of jewelry, and opened up a place called Antiquarius in the 80s. And Antiquarius. Antiquarius. That's perfect for you. It was called Antiquarius, yeah. Uh, Do you remember uh, the first piece of jewelry that you ever made? I did. I think I did it for a movie star. I think I did. I, I, no big I, deal. <laughs> well, there weren't movie stars yet. Because I had this aesthetic about old, and I've been looking mm -hmm. at every museum and all the jewelry collection, books. Books were my best teacher. Because even as a kid, they were 35 bucks. And people say, oh, $35 for a book. But to me, that was like everything. Mm -hmm. I learned and soaked everything up. So people, so yeah, there was this young movie star. Uh, I, I don't want to say the name for some reason. I, and, I, uh, I, a, male, uh, a male or a female? Was kind of both. They were both because the girl came and she had an ancestral diamond from her grandma. Oh. She had, a, you know, like from her grandma. But... I think the guy came first. I don't remember. It's a very famous couple, but I, Gosh, it, but they're not on, together yeah. anymore. They're oh, not to, well, I'm going to be able But anyway, matter. they didn't have that much money. They were very famous. They were young, buddy. So they had this ancestral diamond. And they saw my stuff, and they said, you have such beautiful, I mean, and their ring, the, the diamond was set in the ring, which really wasn't attractive. Because grandma's ring, or great-grandma's, would have been a 1920s ring in platinum, beautiful little diamonds. Because the diamond they had was really pretty. It was a special, like, cushion-cut diamond. Very special. Very pretty. And, um, but it was, I guess it was past, they lost the setting. The grandma, I don't know, inherited the mother or the mother. And she had put it into a big gold setting. But a giant one, like, so big high where you can, like, pick your nose. You know? Oh. <laughs> one of those rings where mm -hmm. people yeah. used to, in the 70s, put it up so high, just very look at my diamond. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so they said, could you change it? Could you make a beautiful ring out of it? And I did. And that was one of the first. But I, it was very crude because I didn't have the right workshops. I didn't have – is this going all right? Is yeah, it, no, oh, this, this is, is wonderful. Did, I'm I, still just waiting for you to tell us who it is. Um, <laughs> Give us a hint. I'm dry mouth. I might. I'm going to start guessing. She was, gonna... uh, he was much more famous than she was, and now she's much more famous than he is. I uh, love a game. What? Okay. what I what, love a guessing what, game. What uh, time no, no, frame no, are we Melody talking about? Melody Griffin and Antonio Banderas. But anyway, that, that right? was my first review. So I designed a ring, and it was, guess, it was right? a beautiful ring. It was an amazing ring. And that was my first. And it was crude. It wasn't where I am today. And that's how I started making rings. I had no idea I was going to be a designer. I had no idea. But I had all these young people... Uh, one doesn't realize in the late 80s, early 90s, Hollywood wasn't what it is today. It wasn't the glamorous place. They didn't have Netflix. They didn't have E. They didn't have Google. They didn't have, well, they didn't have Internet. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have all these red carpets. There was all these emerging young starlets, or Renee Zellweger. They're all emerging. And, or Marissa Tomei. I mean, she was nominated for uh, my boy. Oh, she won an Oscar for uh, my boyfriend. My cousin Bet. Vinny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She did. She's so good. I was doing Julie for these people. It's like they came to my counter. They liked that stuff I had. It was interesting. It wasn't typical. So I started making things based on antique aesthetics with amethyst, citrines, funny earrings, long, not heavy diamonds. I was making mm -hmm. diamond chains, so long, swaying, things that were youthful. 
And that's how I started. So s- is that, is that, uh, is that I mean, Listen, I, there was only one thing that was lacking. And we've already discussed it. Oh. Who it was. Who it was. The, uh, we need the couple. I'll give you some other names as I can. You know. So uh, I want to go back. You said that Hollywood has changed. Obviously, it's very extravagant and glamorous now. But do you remember when you had your first big red carpet moment? When that was, what it felt like? I had a lot of them, man. Well, I want to hear I, about I them all. The first one. Oh, my God. I got so many things. My first <laughs> one. My first. Oh, he's got a book here, people. Yeah, well, I, well, I brought a press because I can't remember everything. You know, I, I, I don't Jeez. know. Oh, I could just sit and look you guys, through I mean, I You have know, no I mean, idea the book that if he is flipping through. I, 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 I had so many relationships with everyone from Jennifer Hudson before she's famous, Renee Zellweger before she won her Oscar, Madonna wow. when she got married and did her ring. I mean, I, did, I, I was the guy to go to. Mm-hmm. I was this guy in the 90s. That if if someone wanted something, go see Neil. Like go see Cal. There used to be a commercial in California where he sold cars. Go see Cal. Go see Neil. <laughs> and I had this little tiny, tiny ten foot booth, and the most amazing people came through. And I, I don't know who the first was. I mean, I mean, even Lena Horne came and she bought jewelry from me. And then she sang, and she was oh, wearing this ring. Wow. I, I mean, I, I met the most remarkable people. Okay, I, I know I'm mumbling and grumbling, grumbling, but. I've been involved in so many Hollywood moments, uh, from the jewels for the historical jewels for the movie Chicago oh, with the Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh. I loaned her for the movie <coughs> Jewels that belong to the great iconic Mae West. Oh my! Have you Mae West? Yeah. Come up and see me sometime, big boy. No, you never seen it. You got a pistol in your pocket, or just happened to see me. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, a yeah, grand yeah. name okay. of, yeah, of, yeah. of uh, you don't know she. But anyway, I lent. Julie, that belonged to these great stars, to these stars that were do filming Chicago, historical jewelry. <laughs> Renee thanked me on, on camera. I mean, I think she thanked me on camera. I mean, I did so many amazing things. She's so sweet. I just saw um, her portrait of Judy Garland. Yeah, it's, she's, it's, it's she's totally in the new movie. incredible. When she was nominated for an Oscar, I was very friendly at the time. She was wearing a red dress. And she doesn't like a lot of jewelry, but she likes rings. And she said, I just want one red ring to wear with this red dress. And I made her a red ring as a present to celebrate her being nominated. She didn't win that year. She won the following year for um, um, another movie. Um, But she sent me a sweet little note in a little, a tiny little envelope, blue envelope with a little please thing. Dear Neil, I stared at it the whole night. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I have had so many, many experiences in Hollywood from notes from, I mean, when I was asked to do Elizabeth Taylor's 70th birthday presents for everyone that sat around her table, wow. I was one of her good friends commissioned me to make these giant hip hop 70 jewels <laughs> with chains that in a Neil Lane box. So that was their place setting. And it's just such cool things. Barbara Streisand was my first client. Wow. Um, oh my wow. gosh. Stop. Um, Don't even Goldie, get my mom Goldie, in here. Goldie she. Horn. You know, it was another client, but she brought Kate, her daughter Kate, oh. little girl, and they would try on jewelry in my store, like play jewelry. Oh, and wow. when Kate got older, you know, I don't mean to single these people out because there's so many more, but I can't remember them all. I, did, I, these, I remember these were significant. When she got have. married, she got engaged to this guy from the Black Crows, mm-hmm. they came about a beautiful ring for me. I mean, she's had many lovers and children after that, but it's multiple relationships. I remember Jennifer Hudson before she was famous. Mm-hmm. I did. I went everywhere with her. 
the stylist Jessica Pastor came to me and, and introduced me to Jen. And she was, she's a Libra, so I get along really well with Libras. <laughs> you know? uh, and I went with her everywhere, with jewelry and towing and, and to, to, to the Screen Actors Guild and to Emmys and Schmemmys and, and, and then to the Oscars when she won her Oscar for Dreamgirls. And I've had an amazing relationship with her. Oh, when I launched my, um, oh, I got an award. <laughs> I got an award called the, the, the Gem Award for jewelry design. I don't know how many years ago, but so it's a national award. And um, she came and presented it to me. Oh, wow. Jeez. In New York. In New York. The like, Gem Awards. Do you know what I keep thinking? What? We don't deserve you. We don't. We, I mean, how in the world did we land Neil Lane? How are we in this That's interview with you I right now? I, I just sort of reach out and touch you for a second. Touch me, baby. I, I think I've had chills oh, for the baby. past 45 minutes. I have a question. So you speak Am of... Am I giving you a good stuff? What? This is, this is, I could listen to you for hours. Neil, this is amazing. You just became my new best friend. <laughs> I, need, I, I need a friend. <laughs> I need friends. I do. I can I honestly do. say I don't think I've ever met somebody so passionate and charismatic about what they do. Like I feel, I feel like I've had chills for and 45 humble. minutes. And so humble. humble, right? With all the stars you've met. I mean, why are you sitting with us schmucks? Because I don't He's think like, I don't know. I, I He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. He made me. I, I, I don't think you're schmucks. Oh. No, I think uh, you're schmucklets. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no it, you understand, or people don't understand, when, when someone famous sits with me in a ring, they, they're just like Garrett or Brian or you. Mm-hmm. That, that's their princess. They might be Leonardo. They might be someone, you know, at a high echelon of, of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, the, the, they may be Brad. I mean, they could be anyone. I, I mean, all the movie stars. But they're just like Garrett or, or Brian when he was choosing a ring. They want to get the ring for their princess. It's yeah. love. Right. I don't think they come in with that, well, I'm so-and-so and I got two Oscars, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's about love. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I deal with real people. They may have different careers that are making them so famous and, 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 and amazing and wealthy and all this stuff that people do. But I think I see people at a, at a very real moment. So I think it kind of keeps me real. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to be the other person. I tried, by the way. Oh, yeah? Well, we heard I don't the know voice. how to do it. We heard I, the I don't know now. how to do it. We heard the Bachelor. I, I, but that's why <laughs> in The Bachelor, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm able to, hey, I'm Neil Lane. Yeah. Hey, I'm Neil Lane. Nice to meet you. Uh, I, I love this. I love this real kneeling. I will say. I do have one question. So you talked about when you first started in the jewelry business, more so from the antique side of yes. things, which I I was actually tearing up when you were talking about that because so my father's passed away, but he one thing that we used to do when I was little was we would go antique shopping. Now, granted, it wasn't for jewelry. He loved his ducks and his decoys and shotguns, <laughs> but um, but he had such a passion for it, and so now. Even being with Garrett when we travel, that's my number one thing that I love to do is it, wherever we are, if there's an antique shop, I have to stop in. I just find such joy. And you never know what you're going to come across. And I, uh, you weren't there, but I did come to your store last year to get my ring cleaned. I, yeah. And I missed you. But I remember sitting there for probably, I mean, I could have sat there for hours. Garrett had to drag me out. I was there for probably 30 minutes. And I tried on a lot of the beautiful, gorgeous vintage rings that you had there. Do you go and still scout for those and go to the antique shops? Or do Everything you have... Everything in the store has my energy in it. Okay. Nothing goes into the store that I haven't chosen. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest with you, I mean, my, my, 
Michael, Liz, Sally, and Courtney, they're all helpful. Mm -hmm. I was asking, but nothing goes in the shop without my curating it. Okay. I buy it all. Well, it's amazing. I It's blinding. Yeah. If anyone can go into the store, I highly recommend it because the the pieces that you have there are like jaw-dropping gorgeous. Becca, why do you think I have two wedding bands? I could Well, you know what, decide. Rachel? I might have to follow in your footsteps. I couldn't Just saying. Decide. It was it is amazing. I like I like I piggyback on every single thing that Becca is saying. And it's first of all, are you exhausted? <laughs> One. Now? Just no, because no, you just I, do I, so, I so much no, much no, stuff. No, I, I love it. Well, listen, I say an ego thing. I love talking about myself. Well, no, but you should. <laughs> it's the best pastime. You have stuff. such no, I, a story I, to I, tell. I, I, I'm calmer now. When I first came in, I was very nervous. When you say, people don't realize another thing about me. When I could talk, I'm happy, but as soon as you put a camera on me, I freeze up. It is nerve wracking. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I change. And so sometimes my suit, the hair, the look, the voice protects me. So I can deal my thing. But I'm good with that because I like that guy. I like that guy, too. Well, we ask you if you're exhausted because you're just doing so many things. I mean, like I said, we know you for jewelry. You've mentioned that you're an artist, but you have so many things that are expanding the Nil Lane brand. That's more than beyond jewelry. And I want to give you a chance to talk about that. I mean, you have the tabletop line. I do. Which I have. Which I have too. Really? So, yes. What color do you have? I have, I, it's the, like the gray stone. That's oh, what called, I have. Yes. It's called stone, I so, think. Oh, perfect. Matches perfectly. We've yeah, got, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's it's tableware. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely perfect for my apartment. Maybe we have the same aesthetic in our apartment, Maybe Becca, we do. because it matches perfectly. You get along like I can mic, by the way. You get along <laughs> really well. <laughs> you, I, well, I, thank you, Neil. That's, that's a big compliment. Thank you. Um, but no, I had no idea that you even did that. And so I want to give you a chance to talk about all the things that you're doing to expand your brand and your artistry. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, He's a jack I'm of all trades. Ca- careful and cautious. I've been collecting tabletops. I've been collecting silver. I, I, I've been looking my whole life since I was 16. I've been in castles. I've been in every museum in the world. I've seen it. I've eaten from it. You know, when I was living in Paris, I was invited to different houses. They had silver flatware. They had silver trays. And I was impressed by their forks, mm-hmm. that they had heft to them. And when you went and you cut into the food, wow, it felt like something. You know, I think we had little crappy uh, you know, forks and knives in, <laughs> when I was growing up which I didn't know they were crappy. Excuse me, mom and dad. (laughs) Rest in peace. Uh, R.I.P. But I learned so much from my world travels. Mm -hmm. And again, like my aesthetic, I wanted to bring that. So I I feel I had a lot to offer, not from an egotistical sense, but I really understood it. I created a house. I built the house in the last number of years. We should all come and have a party. Oh, yes, uh, please. I designed it everything. The door handles, the, the, the bronze door handles, the floors. I, th- I threw the design in the floor. It's called terrazzo. I threw the, 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 the glass, the metallic, to make the pattern. I created mosaics in the, in the niches in the bathroom. I, I, I did wallpaper for the house. It sounds like a masterpiece. Uh, thank you. So I felt I wanted to do it first for myself to see if I could then bring it to a bigger picture. Because I'm always testing myself that I... I don't want to make the wrong step. Mm-hmm. And um, then I work with amazing people on this line. Mm-hmm. And it was totally a joint thing aesthetic-wise because I didn't know. 
You know, I was able to bring the colors, the mugs. The, I love color. I, mm -hmm. I want to talk about mid-century. I love the little dots in it. There was something like the trillion yes. cuts mm -hmm. in, the, in the mill grain of your yep. ring. Your ring has the same dots on the plate. Well, no wonder you so love the tableware. What Neil just <laughs> let y'all know is that I am the inspiration behind the tabletop <laughs> yes. Let me now give you all this love. And I do want to say that if you want to see where you can get this from, it oh, is Neil Lane by Fortessa. That's, that's where it's just became recently available. I have it. Becca has it. My ring has it. At, so, at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yes. No, I, you know, I had no idea you were going to plug me here. I got up in the morning and I was rushing and and I swam and I came here. I got lost uh, because I, I talk and I text and I drive. I don't don't tell anyone. Uh, and I <laughs> so miss everyone, the street. Everyone listening. <laughs> and I uh, well, I, I don't text like. Oprah said, don't text. I don't do that. But uh, I do sometimes. <laughs> well, you, uh, we're so glad you got here safely today. I did. But, do uh, we need to uh, follow you out, Neil Lane? Uh, well, this is really nice of you. No, and I'll tell you what's great. Me, uh, yeah. We're getting like a sneak peek into who you are, but there's obviously so, so much more depth to you. And mm -hmm. for those of you who want to know how you can learn more about Neil Lane, because I am so intrigued. I know Becca is too. I'm, I'm not leaving the studio. You have a new book. And I, well, this is about mm -hmm. weddings, right? Yes. But I imagine that the way that you're telling us about weddings and rings and the stories behind them, that there's some stories that come along with this, right? And your book is called Style Your Wedding with Neil Lane. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so when the idea came to do a book, I think wedding book would be the thing. I, I've been involved with so many weddings mm -hmm. from... Kate Beckinsale's wedding at, at when the swans were going amok at the at the at the, at the Bel Air Hotel to Shaq O'Neal's wedding at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I, what I was point I was making. I've been I've been part of this yeah. weddings or the, the so I thought I have a lot of knowledge. Listen, I'm not a wedding planner. You know, I didn't want to take anything away. I can't do all those things where you get this. I can only bring an aesthetic like I do with my line of jewelry. Mm -hmm. The aesthetic of what I have. I mean, the funny thing is I went with, with Jessica Pastor, the stylist, to Marsha Cross's wedding when, you know, when, when Desperate Housewives was really popular. Mm -hmm. I went with Julia to do her wedding. And Jessica, we had to dye her shoes. We had to dye Marsha Cross's shoes that was the wrong color. So Jessica put them in tea bags and said, Neil, help me do this. Help me do that. I was steaming dresses. I've seen so many things, Hollywood weddings. I've been to glamorous weddings in Europe. I've just seen so much. So I thought, what could I do? How could I add to this narrative? Mm -hmm. There's so many great books. But it wasn't a book like I thought I wanted to do. I wanted to give you a narrative that you do it, inspire you. You know, I wasn't going to tell you do that, 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 that. I was going to say, open up your creativity. You can do it. And then I, because I designed so many rings, I thought I would use six rings as the vehicle, as the chapters, you know, elegant ring or the, 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 the glamorous ring or the holly, and just to take you as a circle. And one of my things in the book, I really wanted to share what the humanity of a wedding, that not to worry about, not, it's your day, obviously, and it's your great day with you and, you and your beloved, but, you know, guests are coming to see you. So I thought, like, when they come, you know, we all come to a place and you get the little placard. Oh, Neil, you said table 67, you know. I thought, well, so you got the table 67. When you sit down, maybe there's another note. Dear Neil, you are one of 127 people here. You're here because we love you mm. and we want to share it with you. So I tried to bring things to the book that 
it's your day, obviously, and it's so it, you're the glamorous, the bride. It's like a genetic thing that just blooms. It, it, not, it, mm-hmm. It's amazing. You're you're, gla- you're amazing, but the people that come to support you, they're important as well. So like, you know, they're hungry. So, you know, the food sometimes at weddings come out really cold. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because it's family, but just throw another eye on the people that come to support you. That's what I, that was part of the mm-hmm. thing that I, I wanted to bring the humanity to it. I went back to it. I wanted to bring back nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything is throwaway. Mm-hmm. So like with your ring, the shape of the pear ship, you can start doing for your wedding decorations. That, your ring can tell you a story, how to do the designs. Or the three stone ring that you have, Becca, the gold. It could be spark. It's just a story, mm-hmm. and to inspire you. And I give you a lot of details and a lot of facts. But then I say, you know, do it on your own. Grow. You can do Becca, it. Becca, this is for you. Well, this is. I've I do already have been it. married, but damn it, I wish I would have. So had I it. do have your book, and I I got it a couple weeks ago. It's been sitting on my coffee table, and I've pieced through it. So Garrett and I aren't quite at the wedding planning yet, but I'm hanging on to it because it. Well, first of all, it's put together beautifully, but just to get the different vibes and piecing through the vibes that you can bring in. And like you said, the nostalgia part, like looking at how you can bring in, you know, potentially family members that have passed and make it very special and make it your own. So I know once I start planning my wedding, that is going to come in key. And so if I, I know listeners are out there that are definitely in that wedding planning process. So you need to get this book, Style, style Your Wedding with Neil Lane. Very it's sweet beautiful. What, what kind of style are you? Oh, Rach, that's a good question. Um, so I think for a wedding, first of all, I'm pretty unconventional, or I would say not unconventional, untraditional. So I, when I envision a wedding, the one thing that comes to mind is food. And mm-hmm. I don't want the traditional plated sit-down meal. I want a ton of food trucks. Um, Garrett is very outdoorsy, so I know we have to have, I feel like it's going to be a rustic theme, like a rustic, elegant theme, yeah. but still cozy. Gosh, Neil, we could keep talking to you forever and ever. There is so much to you. I like that. I mean, we can, you've already invited us <laughs> to your home, so. We're coming. Um, I'll bring that's, you wine. That's a done deal. Okay. I, 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 I will. I would love to that. I, I like, I like people coming over. You know, I, I do. I what, like sharing. what do you think about people staying? I might come over and stay. I like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually live in that house where you're going to stay. So, so we can. Well, see, I'm trying to move to LA. So what you're telling me is you have a free place. I give you all the food you want. I'm you actually pool, looking you know. to buy a house. So <laughs> may, maybe. So um, one of the things that we want to get to on the podcast, because while we have the expert here, the expert yeah. in all things when it comes to wedding, because you're right, you're more than just a jeweler. And if you've been listening at any point of this podcast, you're getting that too. We want to play a game with you about whether you approve or disapprove. Okay. And this is coming straight from the man, Neil mm-hmm. Lame. Right. Okay. So we're going to read to you a question okay. and or a statement, and you're going to tell us whether you approve it or disapprove it. And what he says goes, people. Basically. All right. So... First one up, proposing without getting the parents' blessing. Do you approve or disapprove? Absolutely, approve. So you should get the. Per- you no, should- you don't need it. Oh, you don't need the really? blessing. No, no. I think I think I think if you love each other, like really love each other, and your mother don't like him or he don't like her or ba ba ba, you got to live with this person. Your love is about each other. And parents don't always approve, but if you believe in it and you believe in that love, I would take that road. 
Don't have Brian's mom listen to that one. Well, I actually <laughs> agree with you really quickly just because I, my dad did not give his blessing on the show to the three guys that came home to meet them, to meet him. Did they all and, three ask? Uh, Peter didn't. But okay. he, like, explained his reasoning behind yes. it. But he did not give it to Brian. And I still—and I knew that. Brian was upfront with me about mm-hmm. that. and I, But I knew my dad wasn't going to say yes. I still said yes because I knew what Brian and I had. And then later, it was very important for me to still have that approval. Mm-hmm. So once we all got to know each other, before we actually got married, he asked again. And mm-hmm. that was really important. That's special. And your dad said yes? Yes, my dad said yes. And, and that's what I wanted to say. I didn't want to take your parents out of the sure. equation. Like, oh, you don't make a difference. They make a world of difference. But they don't know I agree your you. significant other. You've been intimate in every way, hanging with them. You see something that your mom may not see. She may see a superficial guy. You see underneath that he's the most sweetest guy in the world, and he Mm -hmm. acts sometimes, he comes across that because he's so insecure. And you may see that, but your mom doesn't. And what are you going to spend? Mom, you know he's really sweet, but he's insecure. Well, I don't see that, Becca. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. But I I do like what, what you said, Rachel, afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Afterwards, you go back, Dad. What do you think now? Yeah. yeah. Look, look what a stand-up guy he is. Look how wonderful he is. I was right. That's really what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next question: Approve or disapprove proposing without a ring? This is uh, controversial, Lane. Well, it's hard. He's going to want you to buy the ring. Called, I called you Lane. Did you hear me? That's payback from you Lane? earlier. That's oh, actually baby, a very I'm so cute sorry name Rachel, for a child. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Rachel, 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 Rachel. This has Rachel. really been my master I'm plan the entire time. Rachel. This is really what I've been waiting for. Because you don't understand. I can't remember anything. <laughs> it just goes out of my head. I get so nervous. Do you remember the question Becca just asked you? Yes. Yes. Uh, wait, uh, wait, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, but I have to grab it. I don't it, remember it after that. No, no, it, it just say, uh, 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 it just quickly. Uh, Proposing without a ring. Yes. Well, it's complicated. You would say, well, of course Neil would say no because he wants to sell a ring, but that's not the truth at all. Why is the reason he's not proposing with a ring? Does he not have the financials? Um, is he just drunk? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he fell on his knee. Oh, want to get married, babe? You want to get married? No. Uh, what's the reason? I think if you're going to propose, you need to propose with something. Not ju- the promissory proposals are different. I have a great uh, story. Um, um, she's an Olympiad, um, and he proposed with a twig. Oh, a twig nice. on a hike in uh, there in Colorado. Um, I, again, I, see, I can't forget her name. Uh, she's Lindsay Vaughn? No, she 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 she, <laughs> she, uh, she, she was a she was a snowboarder, but she doesn't have legs. She lost her legs in a in a, in a disease, and she won Amy Amy. Oh, oh, I know her. Amy, yeah. I know I know exactly who you're talking. I about. I think I just watched summer. a video. She, she's so amazing. No, she's great. And he proposed. I can't I can't remember his name. Sweet guy. And they were walking on a hike, oh. and he wanted to propose, and he, he got a twig. I That's it, sweet. I like you, that. You can't just propose with nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't. Proposal means. Something more. It means you need to take a physical action other than just the words. Mm-hmm. That's oh. what I feel. It doesn't have to be a diamond. It could be a, anything, a mm-hmm. string. You know, honey, I don't have the money, but I made this string. And this little you. twisty tie. Sorry? A twist tie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did my first film. I forgot about that. Oh. 
What? what? You're a movie I star? First, I did my first film with a... Oh, my gosh. We oh, are in the presence with of greatness. Because I thought you said Fifty Shades of Grey. What's the name? first film? No, what's the girl? What's the... Uh, um, Dakota, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Yeah, I filmed with her. I did my first film with a... Wait, the lady why have you been holding out this information? When at first he said 50, I was like, oh, 50 cent? You were the <laughs> I would cent. do one with him too. Why not? You know, <laughs> this, out of Compton, out of movie. Brooklyn, you know? Uh, but, oh, what, but, but no, I'm sorry. I don't know why I brought that up. Okay, I'll ask you another question. <laughs> oh, we'll reel it in here. Asking for a new ring if you don't like the design that your partner picked out. Do you approve or disapprove of that? Complicated. Complicated. That's not It's complicated because when I first came to Hollywood, I'm going to answer you. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Um, um, mm. Okay. And what do they say? The old days? What do they call them when you talk about the past? Back in the day. Back in the day. When I first came to Hollywood, <laughs> people used to come to, with me, the women. You know, oh, Neil. Oh, I hate my ring. <laughs> I love John. I hate my ring. You think we could redesign it? I don't know. I, I couldn't do that. John would be so hurt. So back in the day, women got rings that they didn't like because John didn't know anything. John said to his dad, I love Mary. I love Becca. I love Rachel. I, well, what do you do? Well, go, go to Uncle Tom and get a ring and, or diamond. No, get, get a diamond. Okay, I went to Uncle Tom and got a diamond. And now go to Uncle Mo. You know, he'll do a setting for you. Go to Uncle Mo. Uncle Tom sold him a diamond he couldn't get rid of, you know, whatever shape. He didn't, he didn't know about Becker or Rachel, what mm -hmm. she liked. And the guy makes a ring. There's no input from the girl. And that was with those days. Those were back in those days? What do you call it? Back, back in the day. In the day. Mm -hmm. Back in the day. But today it's different. Mm -hmm. And so I think a guy really needs to respect and understand the girl he's proposing to whoever he's proposing to, their style, their, their level of, you know, this not macho thing, but this male, and I wouldn't say it's a male thing, but this thing where you're just going to give someone something because you love it, she has to wear it. Today, things are about style and fashion. Look at how glamorous you girls look. Okay. You, you have a style. <laughs> and you, much, no, you have a style. And people have style today. And style is very, it's Instagram, it's on uh, Pinstrip and <laughs> I don't, I, I'm Pinterest, not, I'm Pinterest. Pinterest, you know, I'm like, I can't even follow that First one. It's that's why I did the book. Now it's Pinterest. Well, that's why I did the book because everyone would come into the store with all these Pinterest what, but, uh, tap thing and, and yellow stickums and schmickums and pages falling out. I said, well, here's a book. Here's a book. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, I don't know if I, I don't think you should. Okay. I think the guy should be more more careful. There's lots of opportunities today. There's so much. You should ask the girl. Yeah. Ask her mom, mm -hmm. what's her style. So which, okay? which leads me okay. into the next question. Proposing with a ring that was bought for an ex. Oh, man. That's tough because it's the energy. Unless, unless the girl you're proposing to really likes the ex and likes the ring. But, man, that, that would be – that's kind of boo-boo juju energy. Yeah, I wouldn't I agree. do that. I wouldn't you mean, do but, like, it, can you imagine a situation where you propose to someone and it's your grandmother's ring right. and then it doesn't work out, but that's the ring you've always wanted to give them? That's tough. That makes sense. I think if it's a ring that you got designed, I would say 
if you can keep the diamond, keep the diamond. I would put it in a whole new setting if that's all. Yeah. I think grandma's ring. I think it's okay to do it twice. Yeah, you know, sweets. It, it didn't work out, but I always want to. I took back the ring because it means so much to his family, mm. and now I want to give it to you because you really are the sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. But a ring designed for you know Rachel. Or anyone else, and and now you're proposing to someone else. It's like no, no yeah, way. You're lazy. Yeah. It's a deal breaker for me. I know exactly who you are by the fact that you did that to me. Well, and I don't. I can't imagine any girl being wanting that ring and being okay with. Oh yeah, you just gave it to Abby two years ago, but I don't think it's considerate. No, no, no not at and all. you know, and I think today there's there's so many there's so many ways a girl tells you what they want mm-hmm. that right. you shouldn't do that. Right through pinstrip. This one I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know. Porno, schmorno, I don't know. I can't say it all. I don't know. Neil, I can't either. Don't worry. I need to ask you this question. What? I'm very curious Six on this two, one. Six two, eyes are blue. <laughs> what do you think about proposing in a crowded place? Do you approve it or do you disapprove oh, it? Oh, man. Like at a sporting event. I was, what? Like at a sporting event or I was at, I was coming out of a Broadway play. Hamilton, and someone got down on the sidewalk and proposed. Right then and there? Right then and there. I like it. (gasps) You're a hopeless romantic. I like it. Why? Because I've had clients and and friends that have done it in the middle of Broadway. So that's a politically correct answer. No. No, I like, no, it's not politically correct. I like it. Uh, I I, I like it. I like that. (laughs) There are sometimes I think that I wouldn't like it. Um, Can I tell you when I won't think you like it? please do. I don't think you should do it in front of a family at the holidays. Oh, I agree. My dad actually proposed to my that. mom. I think it was Christmas, and she said no. She's like, you have to do it when we're alone in the future. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should do that at the holidays because Christmas coming up, mm-hmm. big time for a proposal. Do not propose in front of Grandma, Betty, Aunt Miltilda, Schmilda, Cousin Diddle, <laughs> Willie Little Little. They're all going to have their opinions, yeah. and they're going to blow the moment. Take her upstairs. Mm-hmm. Take her to her room. Excuse us, folks. We're going away for a second. <laughs> Take back here in the room, the kitchen, whatever. It's, Honey, I love you. Will you marry me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the ring. You know, Come out as an engaged couple and let them applaud you because otherwise they're going to give you all their yeah. stupid opinions. Yeah. Okay. I, Neil. What, I, was, the, was that good? The fact that this is, it, it's been great. There isn't, there's not an adjective that I could use that could truly define the experience that Becca and I and our listeners have had today. I do have one last question. I don't even know if I can ask this, but I know viewers want to know, and I kind of do too. Okay. What happens to the rings for the bachelor couples that don't work out? Oh, I have asked this many times. It does go to bachelor heaven. It really does. People don't. Th- people so think I ma- people think I make it up, but I have an arrangement with uh, with NASA, with NASA, with the, uh, you know Apollo Seven. The rings go <laughs> into the spacecraft and they stay there for the eternal, eternal nocturnal Orbit. love energy, and it's coming back in the next century, in the millennium of seventy two seven. Can I wait? Can I make a suggestion? Because truly, if they go to Bachelor Heaven, I think that it would be great if you could decorate the store and then you could have the rings of those who didn't work out with little tombstones, a little little graveyard, little little R.I.P. tombstones. I think that uh, you should do honestly, though, you should do something with these rings, because honestly, so many people it's a question I get asked and I still have my ring. Becca, you still have yours. But people truly want to know what happens with the rings when but you, I can when be honest with you don't work in the out. sense. I don't know. I, I really don't know okay. when 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 I do my thing 
which is amazing with these guys, I say bye-bye. Mm -hmm. They never say hello again to me unless they're on your finger. Oh, wait, can I ask another question real quick? Sorry, I know we're, we're up against the clock, but... You're not up against my this clock. Is, I'm enjoying this This, this is the approve, <laughs> disapprove. When somebody, when a couple doesn't work out and they're left with this ring, do you think that the, the fiancé... The girl. Do you think the woman should give the ring back or do you think that she's allowed to keep it? It depends how much work she's had to do to get that ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was easy breezy to give back the ring. You don't want that energy. But if you had to work your, uh, you know, you get that ring, girl. You deserve it. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think the Caitlyn and Sean's, <laughs> that situation, she should keep the ring. It, she put in yeah. three years. I only had mine for what, two months, maybe. I didn't want it. It was beautiful. I did not want to keep that one. No, yours was different. Yeah. No, 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 no. I totally get it. Can um, I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Please do. Yes, yes. And that's my personal. Um, you look amazingly happy. Thank you. And Garrett looked happy. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know, we, we never know the future, but. Nah. Are you getting no, an no, invite no. to the wedding? Is that what no, you want to know? No, but it was, uh, it was Ari and Lauren. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine it was really painful, but it seemed, from my perspective, I don't know you. I didn't know you. You have an incredible personality or a deep heart or a passion that you were able to turn around something which was, you know, people could say, oh, look how terrible that was for her to turn around something to a glorious, beautiful girl sitting in front of me with a ring and a big smile on your face. And I applaud you on that. How did you do that? I will say, well, so when I saw him at the finale, I said this and I'll say it again. I never wanted anyone to feel trapped in a relationship. And if if that was his out, that's what he had to do. I can't fault him for that. And he had to follow his heart. And it just led me... To accept the fact that everyone goes through breakups, everyone deals with it differently, and I I still didn't want to be scared of finding somebody after that. And so, um, I mean, obviously it all worked out now because we're, I mean, I haven't talked to them. So I, I'm assuming from what I've seen, they're very, very happy. I love Garrett with all my heart, and I think it happened in a way that should have for me to meet him. And so I just have to place it in the hands of God and say he has my back and he'll set me on the right path. And so... Um, just hope that all I could have asked for is that everyone came out happy in the end because then it would have been a real shitstorm. It did. That would have sucked, but no, but it did. And as a person mm-hmm. who's who has talked to them, very recently, I might add, mm-hmm. um, and this is no shade. I'm telling you, everything truly happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. They are good for each other. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, like that. Mm-hmm. That they are good, and you are so much better off in yeah. your situation and you are good for you and Garrett are good for each other like a hundred percent a thousand percent I hate like, yes. like Neil said hate you mm-hmm. went through that pain but my god you are this is this is the but way it was it worth be. it I, I, it was worth I wouldn't, it I will say I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally ask that someone because I wouldn't want to embarrass someone but I see a, a ravishing girl in front of me happy with a ring another ravishing to my left as well <laughs> her name is Rachel <laughs> In case you don't know, she thinks I don't know her name, but I do. <laughs> I'm just a little wacky. Um, I'm proud of you girls. I'm oh. proud of the girls, what you've done. I, I, I hear about you and how you do good and all the stuff you do with the fashion and promotion stuff. I think it's amazing. Um, I'm thrilled to be part of it. I, I do get a little goose pimples to think that I am part of something like you that. You are. Yeah, you are, um, definitely. I, I, I had the best time here. 
Not, we did you can too. ask me more questions, but we, we, we could go on and on. If we had unlimited time, believe me, we would. But that just means that you have to come back. You I have would. to come back to Bachelor Happy Hour and see us. I, we, I think we need to take Bachelor Happy Hour to Neil's house. Maybe we'll do that. As maybe we'll sold. do that. Done. Uh, and after hours. Mm-hmm. We'll maybe put it up like on that. we'll put it up on Pinstrip. Okay, you guys. Thank <laughs> Is that you. What I said? <laughs> Thank I'm you. sorry, Pinstrip. I'm a malaprop. I can't get anything right. I can't remember Rachel's name. My own name. My name is Neil. N E uh, <laughs> yes. So go ahead. Thank L, you, Neil. Let them know who you are. Thank Neil, you very much. He's got so uh, many wonderful things coming up. If you don't have his book already, you've got to get that. If you ha- don't have his tabletop line, you have to get that as my, well. My exhibition, my artwork is being shown downtown. Tell him. Let them know. You know, so I'm showing two works, artworks. Uh, I haven't exhibited in a long time. At a gallery downtown, a brand new gallery downtown L.A. in the Arts District, the Sarah Gavlak Gallery on, I think it's 1700 Santa Fe Avenue. I would love for you to come and share and see my work. And... um, I don't know. Let me know that you saw my work. I might do an Instagram about my art. Oh. I've never done it before. Oh, so I'm shit. coming out, oh man. He's coming out. <laughs> he wants the world to know. Oh, my God. I got singers and swingers. <laughs> thank you so much, Thank you, Thank you, you, thank thank you, you very for much. being here and being course, an amazing co-host. You. Some may say you bring out the better half in me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. In Bachelor Nation, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And next week, you guys, we don't let you down we keep it going every single week we've got friendsgiving which will be hosted by the abasolos me and brian and we're so excited to have brian here in la and we're also happy to welcome some of our friends from bachelor nation some of our favorite members to come in and celebrate this very first friendsgiving with us well rage i am so bummed i will not be able to make it to friendsgiving next week i will actually be back in minnesota but it sounds like a blast Since I'll miss it, everyone tune in next week for all the right reasons. In the meantime, you can get all the latest Bachelor Nation news on BachelorNation.com right now. Got something you want to share? You can email us at happyhour at BachelorNation.com or visit BachelorNation.com and click podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are absolutely nothing without you. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. 
I agree. <laughs> You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 